Hey guys, welcome back to the Fried Circuit, the CJCS Full Steam Ahead podcast, hosted by Saksham Sood and Ved Prasad. Here we discuss everything related to science, technology, engineering, art, and math. So, if there's a topic related to one of those, we're definitely discussing it here. Yeah, a bit of background about CJCS Full Steam Ahead. We're a student-run organization in the Cathedral and John Connon School, Mumbai. We do projects, uh, host competitions, and basically create a lot of content regarding STEAM, which, like Wade said, is science, technology, engineering, art, and mathematics. Right. We hosted a coding competition last week uh, where we had 260 kids from around the world participate, and uh, it was a great success. So you can check out all of our work at cathedralfsa.com. On to the podcast now. The Fried Circuit. Hi guys, we're going to be talking about art and design today and design specifically is something that isn't what we usually talk about. It's yeah. <laughs> the least uh, technology related and the least scientific episode. It's not our so area of expertise. It's definitely the hardest one. Yeah, it's definitely not yeah. our area of expertise. But we've researched and we are here to tell you about it. So Something we're very interested you in, you know. And, and three yeah, hours ago, we texted me saying, I don't know where to start. And I was like, wait, let me let me research. And then half an hour, I texted him saying, even I don't know where to start. Uh, yeah, it, it took us it took us some time. But, it took, it took us um, a while. You don't have to research now because we've done it for you. And we've come, yeah, we're going to share everything we've yeah. learned. And it's, it's a lot more interesting than I thought. Like, we knew it would be an interesting topic, which is why we chose mm-hmm. it. But we just didn't know. We learned a lot so along the way. Yeah, and definitely. Yeah, I think that happens in a lot of episodes. Um, but this one, um, specifically, most, like, yeah. Learned. Most yeah. episodes we choose, we have sort of a rough idea of what we're going to talk about. Even with design, yeah. we did. We had like a brief idea of what we had to talk about, but we didn't really know uh, as much about them as we have before. Yeah, we so we thought we knew is, like a decent amount, but it turns out we knew almost nothing. We knew almost nothing exactly. So this episode is very but very. We do now. Uh, so, yeah. But yeah. Also, this perfectly ties into uh, STEAM, which is basically STEM with art put into it, right? And that's what we've tried yeah. to do this year. Uh, till last year, Serious Hits Full Steam Ahead was called Tech Society. And we used to do STEM based things. But this year, based on our Dean, Mrs. Uh, Mira Isaac's suggestion, we've added art into it to make it steam and and you know you might think of art as as this very abstract thing when people are painting and and music etc etc but art is beyond that you know like design how we said before this focuses more on integrating art with stem and and uh, using that to innovate using that to push the world forward and that's right, uh, that yeah. cross section of of art and and stem steam is what basically we're going to be focusing on today. You know, we're not talking as much about Michelangelo and and uh, Da Vinci and the Mona Lisa. We're talking more about art and design where it comes together with STEM uh, to drive innovation in today's world and how it changes the, yeah. the world around us and influences it. Yeah, so today's our most uh, art-centric episode yet. Maybe yeah. the only one yet. <laughs> no, no, so, no. Um, <laughs> we want to do some more. I mean, no. Yeah, cars had a lot of design. Aspe- uh, oh yeah, ca- cars. Yeah, oh. actually, we talked a lot about design uh, towards the latter half of the yeah. cars episode. We talked about aerodynamics and how they affect uh, right. real-life car yeah. performance. And this episode sort of picks up. Doesn't really pick up from there, but it's an extension of that. Right? We, we talk about uh, design in more aspects and how design influences right. our our world. Yeah. So anyway, basically, wait, today let's get... we're taking a step back from uh, the usual tech and science episodes, yeah. and we're just focusing yeah. <laughs> solely on art and design. Exactly. So, what is design suction? What's design? Okay. Uh, so, I mean, design... <laughs> that's kind of a hard question because design is a very, very broad spectrum of things. Design could be, you know, two completely diff- different things depending on who you ask. 
yeah. and you know it, it's so hard to define because of how just how different it is you have interior design fashion design you have product design you know you have uh, architecture so there's a whole bunch of different different fields that it applies to that's very hard to get a definition but uh, our friends over at Merriam Webster uh, <laughs> they never give up they made a definition and according to Merriam Webster design yeah. is uh, if you were design is to create fashion execute or construct according to plan which is uh, it's, it's a lot of words <laughs> it's a lot of action yeah. words in one sentence I feel like what the basically um, like the one thing we can basically take away from this is that design hmm. isn't simply about the appearance of a product, which is what we think about, right? Like we think yeah. about maybe an ad campaign. We think about the design of it. We think about mm-hmm. specifically how it looks, right? What are the colors like? What are the you know the shapes and the logos like? How how mm-hmm. they laid things out, you know? How mm-hmm. they formatted it. We think about that as the only design aspect of it. But here we're seeing, right? It's not about just like creating something that looks good. You actually have to. Make sure you execute it well. You construct it well. Yeah, and you have to create, fashion, fashion execute, and yeah. construct according to plan. Exactly, it has to work well too, and that's that's part of design. And it's just as important, if not more important, than than the, the aesthetic, aesthetic appearance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Exactly. I mean, I think that's that uh, commu- you know, confusion about what design is and that uh, misrepresentation of design in our in our world is the reason that people don't realize that uh, design is incredibly important. In even the most in the, even the smallest things around us, you know, the most common things that we're so used to, like the shape of a bottle, let's say, or the or the shape yeah. of a pencil or a, or a traffic light, has hundreds, if not thousands, of hours of work behind them. Thousands of de- designers uh, work behind them yeah. in in making sure it's perfect and it just works the best way uh, that it can. And that's what design, I would yeah. argue, is one of the most, if not the most, influential thing around us. Like even more than tech yeah. or, or or science per se. You know, right, because, because it applies tech and science to bring it to, yeah, exactly. to bring it to exactly. life. And really. technology also is like one specific field that uses design, right? But mm-hmm. even before we have like modern technology, exactly. Like and, and, and we're going to talk about this being used later on as well. Yeah. But any tech product, from your phone to your laptop to uh, this, this mic I'm using, it, it's all about design. It all comes down to design at the end of it. Uh, it does. Yeah, and and that's what design is like. So important yeah. and that's why we want to talk about design today so yeah. that is why it's so important is because it's part of everything that we use like even the smallest literally thing like everything we're talking about a pencil or a traffic light mm-hmm. any product that has been sold to you or uh, hasn't been sold just because of its um like functionality if, if it was sold because of functionality then they didn't really think about the design aspect of it which isn't a good thing mm-hmm. but you probably also wouldn't have bought it then um, yeah i mean there's a reason yeah. you know you've gone from caveman clothes to now having shirts t-shirts yeah. uh suits pants with pockets right. in them cargo pants with right. 10 pockets in them uh right. and that's all because of design innovation uh if it was only functionality then then simple caveman clothes would suffice for us in, right. in you have like certain parts of your body that you want to cover up and you just take cloth and cover it but that's not what we're doing today if yeah. that was what we're doing we wouldn't have design but we do and it's mm-hmm. really helpful and we're going to get into that um, yeah so why why is design important? Let's just uh, we already got into the topic actually, but yeah, this is a next thing. Why is design important? How does it influence us? Yeah, um, one thing is obviously what we just talked about mm-hmm. is um, that it's used in the things, the products that you use every day, like the service and products that you use every day. Mm-hmm. All of them have had some um, design thought go- gone into it. That's yeah. obviously one thing. 
but um, if you talk about why why people focus so much on design why people um mm-hmm. spend so much effort and uh, research and time and development just for design it's um again it's about to it's about a few things one is obviously yes the appearance how it looks that's a huge part of any product but it's all it also helps it function better right if you de- if you design something well you mm-hmm. design it in such a way that um you get rid of the tiny you know setbacks the tiny oversights you you yeah. you sort of prevent the oversights from happening because you're designing it well mm-hmm. and you're taking out all the minor problems from your product right yeah uh, uh, i mean there's the, the so many products and services that you interact with every day uh and and right. the fundamental way that you interact with them the fundamental way they work also is all based on yeah. design design plays a big role in the interaction between products and services uh and like you said you know it's not about all about aesthetics or looks although although aesthetics and look are, looks are a part of design it's it's you know fundamental yeah, branch of design that's yeah. different which we're going to get into why that when that's important but function and functional design and and uh making a product so that it doesn't fail uh after multiple uses or continuously does the job equally well that is all part of design and you know we might assume design just with the shape or the feel or the finish or the materials used in the product but even stuff like a business model or a customer experience is design the fact that you can walk into McDonald's and uh order something and they have that ready and they can instantly give it to you that way yeah. of working is also by design it's also a, a part of design the business model of Mc- yeah. a, a fast food chain for example yeah like when we say the the functionality of your product mm-hmm. we don't just mean like a physical product you know like yeah um maybe selling like a bottle something that's sold to you directly we talk about the mm-hmm. entire experience like if, uh, when you go to McDonald's and uh, the product has that functionality that design we're not just talking about the food itself we're talking about the entire experience you know walking in ordering yeah. getting the food business. quickly getting it at a like you know, a relatively low price which makes it appealing mm-hmm. exactly all yeah. of that that's all to- part of the design Yeah exactly big uh, part of fast food. you know talked about this before the, the subscription model or the the micro transaction model in video games that's also right, a design it's also model. by design yeah. where you know they make you pay for small small things in the game to then make big amounts of money at the end of it but even that would come under design in fact a very uh, an indian example actually of of design uh, serving function is uh, the marico industry parachute coconut bottle design coconut oil bottle design So basically like a long long time ago I don't know how many years ago now uh coconut oil used to be delivered across India in tin cans right square tin cans yeah. very basic very you know someone just hammered it together and that used to be used to deliver oil coconut oil across India from place to place the problem was that in the winter that would freeze and you could basically not use coconut oil you know back in uh, in north india in in delhi and etc etc it gets really really cold and the oil freezes also yeah. rats like oil and if the thing is made of plastic or it's if it's made of uh like a cheap plastic yeah. or if it's made of tin rats yeah. can easily bite through that and and you know the oil leaks and there's a lot of wastage so marico which is the company that owns the brand parachute when they got yeah. into coconut oil business and they uh found this problem out they designed the modern parachute coconut oil bottle which is a cylindrical bottle with no you know edges yeah, yeah. and it's made of a special kind of plastic which and coating on it what that yeah, does is that in the winter it, doesn't freeze it's like blue plastic yeah. yeah the blue plastic bottle exactly it's iconic at this point yeah. so many ads you've seen it in across yeah. uh and that bottle was designed specifically for this purpose because in the winter it doesn't freeze one and two no rat is able to get its teeth around it yeah one because it's hard obviously and it's thick but also because yeah. they've just completely avoided sharp edges 
Right? Exactly. And it's, exactly. You, you would just slip off. You could just imagine slipping off these yeah. you know, rounded curved surfaces. And mm-hmm. very hard it also looks much, much, much better than yeah. Uh, yeah. than tin cans. Great from yeah. a branding yeah. perspective as well. And actually, learned this yeah. from Mr. Harsh Mariwala who had come and given a, a a talk somewhere that I attended, and uh, he, he was talking about this. And this is a prime example of design fulfilling almost all of its purposes, where it serves function and it looks aesthetically good. Uh, yeah. And that's a, the Indian example of how we've seen design change and how uh, improve stuff. Yeah, I also like uh, yeah here in this example, it has the functionality and it has the aesthetic appeal. But even mm-hmm. if you don't have uh, your design, you're focused on functionality. Like if you have a yeah. product and you want to redesign it, even if you don't really change how it functions, but you just change how it looks, that still has a major impact on the consumer experience, right? Mm-hmm. Whether or not people yeah. use it, whether or not they like using it, whether or not they recommend it. And mm-hmm. um, this is actually the aesthetic usability effect. And so there are these two researchers at Hitachi, you probably know Hitachi, so technology company yeah uh, in japan yeah so hitachi yeah, has two these two researchers uh, masaki kuruso and kaori kashimura and yep. they best basically demonstrated this effect because they mm-hmm. made two atms right automatic yeah. teller machines where you could withdraw money and they made them identical in every way in every way related to functionality right and how mm-hmm. you use them how it operates all of that and like the buttons the layout the user interface all of that the only thing that they changed was how it looked, like its appearance from the outside. You know, mm-hmm. one was just one was a plain old machine, very clunky, very you know, like just it do- does what you need it to. It's just plain mm-hmm. clay, whatever. And the other one was uh, actually they, they they made very like beautifully designed, right? Like uh, aesthetically at least, with the yeah, graphics but it's and how it looked properly. from the outside. They had yeah, like everything. certain you know yeah. way of it still function the same it. way. It still function the same way, like yeah. um. Mm-hmm. The amount of time it will take would be the same, or it has the same mm-hmm. steps in giving you your money, all of that. The only thing that changed was um, the aesthetic, the, the the appearance, and uh, obviously people use um, the one that looked better more, and like that that makes sense, right? Like you yeah. you see two things that look uh, that uh, work the same way, you would tend to go for the one that looks better because it's just more appealing to your eyes, right? Before you actually touch it, before you use it, before you think about how it works while using it. The first mm-hmm. sense, the first sense that interacts with it, will probably be your eyes. It could be like smell, it could be um, hearing. But here, it's it's sight, right? Yeah. Vision. And when you see something that looks appealing, you will mm-hmm. tend to go for that thing first. As yeah, that experiment to, was incredibly right? influential in uh, making the aesthetic usability effect or improving yeah. the aesthetic usability effect. Uh, in fact, so influential that you know, like with any experiment or with any uh, hypothesis, there were a lot of doubters. Uh, so a sci- yeah. an Israeli scientist called Noam Traktinsky I'm sorry if I said yeah. that wrong uh, also yeah. conducted the same experiment in Israel and it was also confirmed over there where you know it almost proved f- for sure that uh, in human nature if you had two options between things and one looked beautiful and one wasn't as aesthetically pleasing you would go right. for the more beautiful one yeah. and uh, of course everyone has harnessed this to, to make sure that uh whatever product you have whatever you're designing whatever you're making looks good it, it has to look yeah. good it can't it can't look bad and i think you know what just let's do a quick activity like a, like a virtual activity yeah. across across yeah. a podcast uh yeah. everyone is watching right now uh whatever you're watching if you're listening on on spotify or anchor or if you're watching on youtube 
look at the current YouTube site, youtube.com, right? Go to youtube.com, look at the yeah. current site layout and the buttons and everything. And then use the Wayback Machine to go and see YouTube, let's say 10 years ago. Yeah. Right? And you'll realize you go, that... Hmm? You know, I'm saying if you don't know the yeah. Wayback Machine, is it basically how it works oh, yeah. or it functions as an internet archive? So mm-hmm. if you want to see what YouTube or any site looked like maybe five years ago, 10 years ago, you can check that out. So just Google the Wayback Machine, click on the first or the second link, either one. Yeah. And it'll basically prompt you to enter the name of a site or the URL mm-hmm. if you have it. So you can type in youtube.com, that should be enough. Yeah. And then it'll let you select a year and then select a particular mm-hmm. date on that year from where they have snapshots of um, that site. YouTube. And yeah. you can just compare it to what um, whatever it looks like today. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so do that. And even though the functionality of both YouTubes will be exactly the same, they'll both play back video to you you'll see that there's a very, very big aesthetic difference between the two, right? right? Yeah. And almost guaranteed you would choose modern YouTube over old YouTube. Yeah. Because yeah. just the design has improved so much over time that it would yeah. be almost unnerving to use uh, a 10-year-old yeah. YouTube design, even though it shows you the same videos uh, in the same way, you know, the same play, pause, skip, ahead, skip back thing. So, yeah, yeah that's like a quick, like, fun experiment to see whether uh, aesthetics play a role in your choice or not. Yeah, and that's, yeah. that's if you focus only on the functionality. Like obviously, YouTube has added new features over the years and all that. But even if you look mm-hmm. at just the functionality that you were offered back then in terms of just playing the video, maybe yeah. subscribing, all of that, everything looks so much better now that I, I don't think anyone would actually maybe even look at the old one except for like nostalgia purposes. Nostalgia vibes. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know, the actually, one is so much better. Yeah, go through the years. Like go from the first snapshot of YouTube the Wayback Machine has and go all the way till today and you'll see the progression and you'll see how yeah. the YouTube how YouTube style has changed over time. In fact, I remember uh, when I started watching YouTube to what it is now, there's been a big stylistic change uh, in it. Yeah. You, know, you used to have like blue links before and you don't have blue links yeah, anymore I on YouTube. That. I remember yeah, that. I remember yeah. blue links, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, when you're clicking on a video, it had the classic uh, mm-hmm, hyperlink mm-hmm. look. Exactly. And yeah, you, exactly. You, you can look at like um, you can look at it gradually, right? On the way of machine, because I think first mm-hmm. you select a year, and then it gives you uh, a set of months, and it gives you the, the dates on each month from where they have screenshots. So you mm-hmm. can select those ones. So yeah, you can just check out maybe one snapshot from like every month or every three months at a time, and just look at the like tiny gradual changes that YouTube has made, and yeah. you'll see how like in the end over these many years it adds up to what we have now. But it didn't happen all one shot. Like they started yeah. the design. The design process happened over years, right? Just continuously. It just did stop innovation. Years. Yeah, they yeah. continue working on the design. Continue making these small improvements to functionality and to the aesthetic appeal. Mm-hmm. And then now we have the YouTube that we have. And it's going to keep improving. I'm sure mm-hmm. YouTube five years now is going to look vastly different. Very different from what it is now. Hundred yeah. percent. It's going to be more intuitive. I think that's what they're going towards now. You know yeah. where the app, the website already knows what you want before you even click on it. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's <laughs> that's for another day. Uh, this actually brings to mind a quote from uh, Joe Sperano, who said that good design is obvious, but great yeah. design is transparent. Yeah. You know, great like very very well designed things are things you won't even notice. Are things that just blend into your surroundings that you know yeah. you, you don't even notice the fact that they've been designed that well that's how functional that's how seamless they are that they don't stick out at all I feel uh, like I feel like anyone who has worked on making something mm-hmm. has a lot of experiences really whether you're 
I don't know, editing video, you know, making a video, you make yeah. your editing some form of like, I don't know, a flyer or any form of graphic design. Hmm. Anyone who's done any of that has probably noticed this because, um, for example, if you try to make a video, right? you try to make a, I don't know, like a promotional video, you try to make a commercial or something like that. Yeah. Once it's, it's only once you start making it that you actually notice a lot of the features in design because you start making it, you try putting something together and mm-hmm. you realize this isn't aesthetically appealing at all. Yeah, you know, this yeah. is very clunky. It looks terrible. I know and what then, you mean. Then you, mm. then you go and I don't know, maybe YouTube or somewhere, and you try to watch promotional videos, and you notice the little features they put, in, the little transitions, how mm-hmm. um, you know, for like titles and things, it's not yeah. they just have text. They have like all these shapes and colors swirling mm-hmm. and like changing a lot, a lot of special effects included, and you realize that these tiny details that that uh, maybe in a thirty-second uh, ad, right? A lot of the consumers don't actually like pay attention. Yeah, thirty seconds. You really don't care. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no one actually goes like I love the way the text came onto the screen. No one actually yeah. says yeah. that. Yeah, I love that. that that flip box transition. I love yeah, the way exactly. he put yeah. his hand in the but if it, video but change. If it wasn't there, people would definitely know. Like if it wasn't exactly. there, yeah. people would yeah. think, okay, this is yeah, just a yeah. badly made video. If your video looked like a PPT where like text came and went from like a slide yeah, like exactly. slide change, people won't like that. But uh, it's a very conscious decision. Every single camera shake or every single, you know, flip exactly. in, a, in a in an ad or every single transition is very very explicitly thought, thought out uh, with extreme precision and that's what creates good design yeah. so if at uh, the end of the day you watch an ad and mm-hmm. you don't go that was a terribly made ad instead you go it's okay there's an ad it's done but you don't yeah. know if anything's wrong with it that's successful mm-hmm. design because that's you shouldn't be design. able yeah. to that's, that's see what very good design. yeah uh, design also you know like uh Almost design, I would say, is a part of art. Almost in a way, it's a, it's a sub branch of art, and um, in, in that sense, design also has certain trends that come and go. For example, you might have heard of the term industrial design, um, yeah. which started off in the early twentieth century with the, the industrial revolution kicking off and manufacturing and everything happening, uh, and it was pretty cool back then. And then somewhere, yeah. you know, like in the I don't know nineties and early two thousands, you start having a more software appeal. You know, more colors, more you know, bright color. 80s yeah. also actually. Uh, more bright colors, softer shapes. If you look at Apple's first yeah. Mac or the first like iMac, it's just a nice rounded shape with like cool plastics and it's, it's very soft. You know, uh, non-obtrusive design, and yeah. and that was the design language back then. But now, today we see again we're going back to the industrial design. So nothing year ones that launched I think uh, a couple of weeks back. Yeah. The, the earbuds. Those are very industrial right. design. You know, you can see th- the, through the casing, you can see all the components working. Apple, again, yeah. these days, very industrial design. Like, the MacBook is basically a big metal slab with, like, right. stuff carved out in it. <laughs> same yeah. with the iPhone. Same with most phones these days. You know, it's very, very industrial design. Very, like, one block of glass or one block of aluminium. Uh, right. And stuff made from that. So, you see these trends that come and go. Uh, yeah, they don't design have to overdo well. the design nowadays. Yeah. Yeah, they're taking it back full <laughs> And this brings us to design theory. Uh, yeah, no matter how random design might feel, it's very scientific field. It has uh, a theory. <laughs> it was design theory. Yeah, I think this is one of the most important parts of this episode because uh, anyone hmm. who's ever tried to design anything, it's probably just gone off of like, like of course, sure, if you're a professional and you studied this. Uh, it's different, mm-hmm. but I'm saying if you, uh, otherwise, you've probably just gone off like vibes and aesthetics, right? You've tried something, maybe had yeah. an idea that you thought would look good, and if it looks good, yeah, you take and it, it and move good. on. <laughs> yeah. 
but no but, anyone uh, anyone who wants to like design something uh, right. or almost anyone because again the whole point of art and design is to break boundaries and, and break the rules and not follow them but uh, to anyone who's wondering you know okay fine if great design is so good that I won't even notice it then how do you know that it exists right this is how yeah. you know pay attention to these small cues around you in in everything and you be yeah. able to understand why it was made in that way why does that shape exist why is it that color and not the other color all that yeah. is design theory and and these principles design theory more than being like a set of rules that you have to follow it's more of a convention or more of what you would see usually in yeah. uh, in design you know so overall trends and guidelines that most yeah. people tend to stick by yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, so there are basically uh, five design principles. Yeah, five yeah. principles. Design theory. Those are okay. alignment, repetition, contrast, hierarchy, and balance. All right, and we'll get into yeah. each one of these. Right, we'll get into them individually. But just again, alignment, repetition, contrast, hierarchy, balance. Saksham, what's yeah. alignment? <laughs> okay, uh, alignment basically is uh, so we as human beings like order okay we like things to be a certain way that's why we prefer to arrange our things around you know we even when we're trying to remember stuff in memory we tend to put it in an organized fashion uh, order is yeah. pleasing to the eyes it's soothing so alignment nothing but that alignment is simply aligning elements of of the design together in either in groups or or putting them in a way that aesthetically pleases our eyes it creates connections uh, okay. right so if you see like two things next next to each other you automatically sort of you know uh looks at one looks at the other and tries to establish some sort of connection between them so in alignment you would have uh them aligned a certain way so we was able right. to create a connection between the two and it also was more comfortable to your eyes and your brain to, to understand and comprehend uh oh, yeah yeah oh yeah no, then we have sense. repetition yeah yeah no and repetition it's basically um there are certain elements like obviously you can't make mm-hmm. every like if you if you're a certain brand or company you can't make every single product the same you can't make every single service the same but there are certain like elements that you want to repeat mm-hmm. just because it's a staple of your brand right and it gives uh, consumers a sense Part of, of brand association and yeah. Yeah, familiarity right mm-hmm. gives them a sense of okay this feature is just part of this brand and then that thing sort of becomes iconic right so for yeah. example uh McDonald's, right? You have the classic red and yellow. Red combo. and yellow, yeah. Spotify, green yeah. and black. Yeah. Uh, so, like, suppose you weren't mm-hmm. wearing your glasses and you're looking at, I don't know, a billboard that was mm-hmm. maybe 500 meters away, right? But you see that the billboard uh, is mainly red and has maybe some yellow in the top mm-hmm. uh, right corner, has some yellow in the middle. You will automatically know that that is a McDonald's, that's uh, McDonald's advertisement. Yeah. And just that's because repetition of the repetition right? of the because elements you, again, mind, again. You associate that color combination with McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's like uh, even even logos, right? Like mm-hmm. Nike with uh, the swoosh. Yeah. It's um. I mean, it, if you look at it, it's just a simple tick, right? That's all mm-hmm. it is. But when you see a tick and you see it shaped like that, the only thing you're going to think of is Nike, even though a tick is such a common symbol, like in our lives. Yeah, I think with, with Adidas as well, you see this more uh, through their products. So Adidas is basically three stripes, right? But like it's in a certain shape. But even when it's not right. in a certain shape, you see in their shorts and their track pants and their jackets, they always have three stripes along the side, like running yeah. along the entire I, thing. I, I think 
Yeah, I think it's a bit more subtle with the readers uh, when you compare to Nike. Yeah, exactly. Because like, exactly. um, with with um with Nike, like the swoosh mm-hmm. is their logo. So you see the tech, you see you're, you're seeing them put their logo you on the Nike. shirt, the logo, whatever. Mm-hmm. If you see that, if you see it with the readers, right? Like even if the even if you're wearing a pair of like tracks, right, and mm-hmm. it doesn't have the readers logo, just the fact that you have those three lines those, on the those side, those stripes along the side, yeah, yeah, you, you already know readers. those are readers. Yeah. yeah, even though you actually haven't really seen the actual logo anywhere. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, there's certain very you know characteristic uh, shapes, colors, fonts, maybe. Uh, yeah. What's a what's a characteristic font? Like which Gadget which company font? has a font that is very very specific I think, to them? I th- I think with fonts, it's not. Um, I think it's more about a type of font. Like you associate a certain type of font with mm-hmm. maybe not even certain company. It could be with like a certain like industry. Like for example, uh, if you notice this, right? With yeah. magazines, oh it yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what like what genre of magazine that is. Most they magazines you see, whether it's fashion, it's cooking, it's yeah. um, cars, whatever it is, the cover mm-hmm. font, the one on the top, it's very specific. Like I was working on something recently. Yeah, and a lot of magazines. Yeah, yeah. I downloaded this font. I think it's called Bodoni. It's B O D O N I. Yeah, and yeah. I've it's, heard of it. I think it's 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 a font that Vogue uses. And I looked mm-hmm. at it and I thought, okay, yes, this is a Vogue font, but it's also a f- like I, you could put this on any magazine ever, and I would just yeah. accept that because it's just uh, something that's so common, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, and and these are just that's repetition basically, uh, repeating those elements across multiple different things that creates a brand association identity and that helps people, you know, follow yeah. and, and and keep uh, in line with whatever's happening. Next, we yeah. have contrast. Uh, yeah. What's contrast? It's another color thing. Yeah, contrast, yeah. contrast, uh, more again, the color thing, and it's basically it's something mm-hmm. that most people know. It's common sense, but it's just good to talk about. You need mm-hmm. to have a good amount of contrast between any two elements in your um, yeah product, your service, especially if they're like interacting directly, right? Mm-hmm. So if I have if I'm making a flyer, for example. And the black and white is the biggest contrast in it. So if I have, if I have a flyer yeah. and the background is black, I need a light color. It's kind of like white on it. Otherwise, it just won't stand out, right? Worst exactly. case, it won't stand out. Like maybe something slightly duller, like maybe like a dull orange or something. Then it might not stand out. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. Best case, mm-hmm. it won't stand out. Worst case, you won't be able to read it at all. Because imagine you have a black background, and you put I don't know, maybe like dark blue text on it, or like dark purple yeah, text yeah. on it. Yeah, yeah, won't work. No one. No one's gonna be able to read it, especially if they're standing like far away, like it's on a billboard or somewhere, right? That's mm. why you need to make sure there's a good amount of contrast between two. Because, like again, McDonald's, right? It's not as it, the, the contrast isn't as big as black and white because that is yeah the biggest contrast it is. But you still have the darker red and you know the really like bright yellow. Bright and yellow. It's always legible. Any yellow text you put on that red background is mm. always gonna be legible, and that's why contrast is just super important in all yeah. aspects of design. Yeah. yeah. This brings us to hierarchy, which yeah. you know What's I would hierarchy? argue is is everywhere. Like it's it's yeah. one of the, it's, I think it's one of the most important. Actually, one all six of wait all five of these sorry <laughs> all five of these are uh, very important principles. But hierarchy is right. like one of the key ones. That is one of the more subtle ones actually that you won't really notice unless you're looking for it. Yeah. So the way hierarchy works is that uh, again because of our brains incessant need to always organize stuff uh hierarchy is there to create like levels essentially to anything that you see that's designed there's levels to it there's different elements serving different purposes and they all do their part individually to make the complete thing work 
okay so the way hierarchy works is that you want to design your product or whatever it is to uh, the product hierarchy to have three different functions in in that same order it's to attract to intrigue and then to inform okay and i'm going to go through one, each one of them uh, one by one attract okay. is the main big thing which is going to get the person to look at the ad or the or the post or the product right then there's intrigue which is the second element which is going to make them want to stay and read or stay and look at it or stay and experience it and then the info or the the message is actually the yeah. what do you want to tell them what do you want to actually you know show them or make right. them experience um and and all three of these elements you see across everywhere you see them in posters in flyers you see them in product design yeah. you see them in uh in ads you see them everywhere yeah. right and and give me a quick example this again we come back to youtube <laughs> if you're listening to this on spotify or if you're watching on youtube then just go to youtube and or look at this video itself right you have a thumbnail which is super colorful i hope <laughs> super colorful yeah. and and attractive and it and brings people in you know you see a cool thumbnail with with cool text stuff me and ved <laughs> standing there uh yeah. you want to click on the video that attracts you right yeah. then you have the title so you do the landing the clickbait you have the most intriguing titles ever and there are often questions yeah. where it's like you know will we succeed will we fail trying this out for the first time how is that going to work make 10 right? million dollars in a day making them another in a day question mark question mark <laughs> um and and these intrigue you so you look at the thumbnail which you caught your attention you know you're like okay wow this seems interesting then you yeah. see the title which intrigues you and like oh okay i might want to know more about this and you click on it yeah. and the video itself is the content and the information that i want to give to you right? right and you see this everywhere magazines where pictures are there with a the caption yeah. and the write up underneath it you see this in posters you see this everywhere where hierarchy of design is always followed uh no matter what's happening yeah. and it's so you subtle see, you wouldn't you notice it's happening even like small places too like it's not just about uh in businesses or in like actually like yeah. the profitable ventures even like something like your instagram story right <laughs> um suppose you want to um call attention to something you know some maybe <laughs> something you came up with maybe something you want to share with people you'll post on your story you'll yeah. do like this large caption something that really like uh um, people will really pay attention to something catches people's interest <laughs> right that's that's the attract part of it you know, so you're attracting them and then mm-hmm. they actually start reading about it. they start reading about the event or like whatever you started or one of the ventures yeah. they start reading and then like that's the intrigue and then once they start reading once they actually get the message they ha- you have what you got them there for right whatever you want maybe you want them to know about it maybe you want them to donate to something maybe you want them to take some sort mm-hmm. of action like subscribe to something like that again the the message is there but first like in order to get them to the message in order to get them where you want them to uh, to be where yeah. you what, to get them to do what you want them to do mm-hmm. then you need to actually attract and intrigue them first that's why hierarchy is super important. yeah and that's why you have these levels in, yeah. in and it's a lot more subtle fact, than it's more it's a lot more subtle than areas like contrast or yeah um yeah. like alignment uh, Yeah, I mean go around, look at some ads and see and try to place, you know, each element and see why the where the hierarchy is in the ad. In fact, I think the iconic iPod uh iPod also the the first iPod that came out with the, the boxy one with a small screen on it. That yeah. iPod ad is is a perfect example of it. You know, it's got a white background uh yeah. with a with a you know, a gray iPod or sorry, a gray iPod on it, which is contrast. Yeah. Then you have the iPod itself which is this curious piece of tech that no one's ever seen before you know it's got a screen with some buttons on it what's going on uh that attracts you you look at the screen and like okay wow that's something cool then it says you know the big tagline iPod 
which is and you're like, oh, what's an iPod? And then it says yeah. 65 million songs on your wrist, which is the not on wrist, sorry, 65 million songs on your in your pocket. And then right. you're like, oh wow, okay, so that's what it does. <coughs> and yeah. uh, Apple is a king of, of design and marketing in that sense. Uh, we're gonna get, get to that in a bit as well. Uh, but Apple yeah. does this really, really well. And you, every Apple uh, ad you'll see, or every Apple poster you'll see, will follow the design principles almost to the T. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, anyway. that's right. And yeah, we are going to get into that because there's a mm-hmm. lot we have to um, discuss. Because I, I mean, unless we give you guys examples and real-world applications of how these principles are used, you might not fully understand it. So we're going to give you yeah, it's a, it's a, very, a lot later. And more uh, than just examples, it's, also, it's a very you know theoretical. Like we're talking about yeah, theoretical yeah. right now, and it doesn't make a lot of sense unless yeah. you can visualize uh, yeah. how it's used in the real world. Yeah. Because and it's once not very intuitive. Yeah, and once you visualize yeah. how it's used, like once we tell you exactly how people use it, how like institutions, mm-hmm. the companies use it, you'll see how effective it is. Because these are things that again designs everywhere. It's in your it's in your day to day life. These are things that you will have experienced. So um, it's relatable content here, right? Yeah, so, like, and we'll tell you about think... it, and you'll go thinking, mm-hmm. this is actually what they're doing. I've just never realized it until now. So yeah. we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know the, the way designers look at products or look at the world or anything they're working on is is fundamentally very very different from what what you would look at uh, something as you know when when you're buying I don't know a new phone the the factors that you're considering to buy the phone are vastly different from the person who designed the phone in the first place you know he had a completely yeah. different outlook on on why he chose certain things or he, he or she chose certain things uh, yeah. and uh, you know. We're trying to like take a dive into that perspective. We're trying to take a dive into how how designers work and and why they do what they do. Uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. This is a this is our last uh, design principle, which is a balance. Uh, what's balance, yeah. with Oh, I, I almost forgot we didn't do balance. Sorry, covered yeah, all. Yeah, I know. So we that, just, I was ready to move on to the next topic. So wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was ready more to the next topic. I forgot we had balance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, balance is a pretty simple concept, especially since mm-hmm. we just did hierarchy, which is the most complex out of them all. Yeah. Uh, balance is basically um, you don't want things to be too like one sided. You want everything to be distributed mm-hmm. evenly in a way that's like aesthetically appealing and also just works, right? For again, same example. Like I think graphic design and flowers are great examples for all of these because mm-hmm. it's just so design centric. So, um, there's a balance, right? You wouldn't want your flyer to have everything on, like, one side. Like, imagine you have a flyer, but yeah. you have the title on top, in the center, that's cool. But then all your text is just towards the left, and the right is entirely just blank. Yeah. That doesn't look good look at weird. all. That doesn't look, that doesn't mm-hmm. look appealing. you got to put something there, right? Maybe you put a chunk of text, and you put, like, a picture to accompany it. Maybe you put, like, the logo of your organization on the right. Maybe you put, like, contact details. But you need to be balanced. You need to put enough like information and enough important content on like two different sides on like mm-hmm. all different areas uh, of your product. Otherwise, it just won't be appealing. It's like, it's huge part of design. Yeah. It's, it's I think it's people something people overlook. But balance gives it a uh, structure. You know, it makes it makes yeah. people uh, look at it and and feel comfortable with the way it's it's working. Uh, yeah, and that's what balance does. Uh, yeah. Further, you know, like I've already covered covered this to some extent, but in these five different uh, principles, you have stuff like color, font, size, icons, pictures, a lot of that yeah. stuff, and and these further in them have conventions and principles that you would typically use. You know, certain colors are used to convey certain moods. Certain icons are yeah. used with certain icons of certain colors. Notifications, yeah. for example, the notification bubble on your phone. Yeah. 
always red because red gets your attention. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, we we really can't get into that because that's a whole like course on design almost. Uh, yeah. Where we're getting into very very small small things. But yeah, you can definitely check that out and and you know look at how colors and and fonts are used in design to yeah. fulfill a specific yeah. purpose. Like an easy way for like even like small example again, right? How like you can make small changes. Hmm. Um, instead of like if you randomly pick colors, suppose you're making a presentation. Yeah. And maybe on different slides you want different title. Maybe in the same slide that like two different things, and you need to use two or three different colors. Um, you could pick um random colors, but that might not be aesthetically appealing. You might pick something that just two colors that don't work might together. not fit the vibe. Right. You yeah. could make a small change by actually going the net, right, and finding uh, sites that give you color palette. I've actually used one. I think hmm. it's called yeah, color palette. Um, yeah. Well, I think there's one called my color. Yeah, my color dot space. And mm-hmm. what you can basically do here is you can go ahead and enter a hex code for the color mm-hmm. that the primary color you're using, and then it gives yeah. you like several different palettes um, of like different colors that work with that one color. And like, again, it's like small changes like these, right? So these small, atten- like small details, I need to pay attention to, that actually transform a product. And it, it doesn't always have to be a major change. It can just be yeah, these yeah. small things like these that very, like completely change it. That the design is like super effective. Yeah, I mean PPT, for example, presentation like you were talking about, is only yeah. effective if people pay attention to it, or if people want to look at it and actually consume the information in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you might have the best PPT yeah. with the best information and and revolutionary ideas. But if nobody's looking at it or listening to it or watching it, uh, it's a yeah. problem. And you can fix some of those things by changing the fonts and the colors around, following these design principles, like we've said. And uh, that would ensure that your PPT is more effective in <coughs> communicating its ideas across. And all your great ideas can then be heard by people, be understood by people. Uh, and that, you know, is what you want in the end uh, with the presentation. Yeah. And it's very, very small, uh, almost subconscious uh, changes. You know, like we go back to the code again, where great design is transparent. You don't know, you don't notice great design happening. It's more subconscious. It's tricking your brain into better focusing and analyzing information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. So under design now, we come to a very exciting field, which personally I'm a huge fan of. It's called design thinking. Okay. You might have heard this term thrown around a lot. It's like AI big buzzword for the internet to sell stuff on uh, it's called design thinking you know design thinking webinar design thinking workshop design thinking this that uh, it's a whole thing but yeah design thinking uh, what's design thinking with this actually is exactly what steam is about design thinking yeah you know it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's what, about, it's what we want to yeah. get at no, you can't yeah. you can't have the science and technology and all of that without talking about design because all of it exactly this is the, the base of where you know design and tech come together design stem come together to deform steam but yeah wait what's design thinking yeah design thinking is um a sort of like approach or this theory that helps mm-hmm. with like innovation right it helps you think yeah. about how um the design of a certain product or how the way you design things will affect um how innovative your product services right and yeah it's, to, it's more user centric yeah how it affects the user yeah yeah and, and it's basically focused on like understanding your customers needs and prototyping things rapidly and focusing on like the creative aspect of your mm-hmm. ideas of your product right mm-hmm. and you focus on these things and it'll help you develop your product services processes organizations it'll help you make everything better by just focusing on this and yeah. but, like, basically like put it you know sort of concise way focusing on your customers needs rapid prototyping and 
creative ideas this is design yeah. thinking yeah and that's according to yeah. ideo hue uh because yeah. it's their definition and how they put design thinking uh you know in a in a more i don't know in a simpler term if, if it's simpler i guess i don't know uh, design thinking is a a new form of innovation you know it's it's a different form of innovation that is uh that people have been doing for a very long time unconsciously but only recently people have put a name to it and have you know delved into it and, and researched it to a point where it's become a field now uh yeah. but it's it's a different form of innovating that that takes into account the user's needs you know it's a very entrepreneurship centric thing if that makes sense where yeah. you know we it's basically the intersection of desirability feasibility and viability which again is going to id uh id eou where it's design thinking is where all these three things intersect right and th- these are big words uh what do they mean desirability yeah, so is what people want it's what makes yeah. sense for people it's what it's what you me would want for a problem or f- in our lives what we would desire for it to happen yeah. you could be flying well, cars what you, you want be, right yeah yeah right like customer's no point of view what would the customer yeah. be interested in that's what desirability basically is yeah uh yeah. then we have feasibility which is what's technologically possible like like can you actually make it happen flying cars for example liberty but yeah. other stuff yes you can make it happen hey, actually cause so, that was more realistic and now it's here and right? now so it's gotta, reality yes you'll find that perfect balance uh, yeah uh, so that's feasibility and then lastly and and equally important is viability which is is this sustainable can this be scaled can this continue for years and years and years is this something that's going to go go ahead it's going to it's going to grow and it's going to become bigger and where where desirability feasibility and viability come together is where design thinking happens you want to create something that's desirable viable and feasible uh and you know it yeah. seems pretty complex it seems like it's uh, it's, it's a bit much but yeah, for that but they actually have a framework and they have uh steps that you do when design thinking yeah. uh what Again, are the steps this is all from uh, this is all from id eo you shout them yeah, they've yeah. given us all the information <laughs> but yeah they've taken us yeah we just our information yeah no but um they basically made it a, a five step process so you can hmm. like you, know, you can break it down to like uh, a simple process that you can, you can use when you're hmm. designing your next thing and the five keywords are emphasize define ideate prototype and test and it's all part of phrases which makes it even more clear so you need to emphasize yeah. with your users right you need to again see what your mm-hmm. customers are interested in what do they want what changes do they want you to make to your product yeah. you need to think it's about recognizing you yourself, yeah uh, you present in the customer shoes mm-hmm. and think how they would think right that's emphasizing with your users then you need yeah. to define your ne- users needs and their problems and your insights again mm-hmm. like once you've thought how you thought about like you know what the customer might think about a certain product you might you then you have to like actually like put it down you need to look at what changes they want you like you'd want to make based on your customer's needs right mm-hmm. yeah you need to look at uh, okay the customer liked this aspect they didn't like this mm-hmm. aspect how would we change our product in such a way that you want to very the, the, specifically put it down into yeah. words what do you recognize do you want to you know yeah. be able to express that and be able to right. uh, define that almost uh that's step 2 yeah. yeah yeah and then you have to uh, ideate right mm-hmm. by challenging assumptions and creating ideas for like solutions 
Yeah, it's about right. thinking out of the box, you know. That's why design thinking is called design thinking. It's because you think of creative solutions that are not the most conventional ideas. You know, it's something new. Something, exactly, something exactly. Yeah. yeah, and obviously it's it's related to the first two points. It's about the user and about helping them with their problem. The the point that you just identified and you wrote down and you defined, you want to yeah. ideate for that. Um, yeah, then we have prototyping. Yeah. Which is, uh, which like I said before, is, is a rapid prototyping. I would say, where you know you instantly start getting to actually create these solutions. After your ideation, you want to bring them to life instantly, and and you know have it ready and and get into making it. Uh, and the last one, which is uh, very important again, is testing, where the prototypes that you make, you put them through rigorous yeah. testing. You you make sure you they make work sure. exactly how you want it. You yeah. you know get them tested through through and through, and make sure that's a viable option. Yeah. Because that's one of the main things after you design. Because when you're when you're designing mm-hmm. something according to customer feedback, right? You're changing yeah. things in a way. You're taking something that didn't work perfectly, obviously, since the customer had a problem with it. But you're taking something that kind of worked, and you're mm-hmm. changing things. You're taking old stuff out, putting new stuff in. But mm-hmm. you have to make sure that while you're taking old stuff out, like stuff that worked, you're putting new stuff in, stuff that you haven't tested yet, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that those things actually don't backfire, right? And don't exactly. make the product even worse than before. So mm-hmm. testing is a huge yeah. part of it. You can't just uh, assume all the changes are good and then mm-hmm. send it out to the world completely untested. You need to make sure. Just it thinking of new ideas really and well. making solutions isn't enough. You have to yeah. test it and make sure that it actually works. Uh, yeah, because something that I, might seem good on paper might not actually work really well once you actually release it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, and do, you know this, this shift that. and this popularity in design thinking uh, is really important because it's been incredibly successful. In innovation, in fact, industrial leaders, companies swear by design thinking, and uh, this new kind of innovation is required in in the world to move us forward. Uh, and you know, PepsiCo has used it, IBM has used it, Bank of America has used it, Brown, the the personal grooming company, has used it. Uh, it's it's yeah. a whole bunch of companies that have used it, and it's worked really really well for them. Yeah, it's actually is a quote from mm-hmm. uh, the CEO of. Um, PepsiCo and her name is Indra Nooyi and um, she uh, she have implemented design thinking in her company and she said every time I try to talk about design within the company people would refer to packaging right like should mm-hmm. we go to a different blue this is again this is what we're talking about right it's not just yeah, about the aesthetic, about aesthetic people assume it's just people assume mm-hmm. it's just about like how it looks and that like, you just change the way something looks make it look, uh, look better mm-hmm. the problem's fixed but that's not true because she goes on to say it was like putting lipstick on a pig, as opposed okay. to redesigning the pig itself. Yeah. I realized we need to b- bring a designer into the company, and yeah, that okay. makes sense, right? <laughs> makes a lot of sense, yeah. Like if if I, if I have, a, if I have a phone, if I have a phone yeah. and it's terribly inefficient, okay. If, mm-hmm. I, if I have a car, car, I think if you're talking about inefficiency, vehicles are the best. Right? If yeah. I have a car and it's terribly inefficient, it, it uses an insane amount of fuel just to go mm-hmm. like one kilometer, making it like. Work better and look better aerodynamically, or like you know maybe making the car make it look better, yeah. With the yeah, curves, so it looks more like the classic sports car. Yeah, yeah, that's not going to fix your problem because it's still guzzling fuel at a rate that no customer wants. So you, you need to go yeah. deeper than just the surface. You can't just change the way things look and think, okay, and you it know, looks nice, it works. It's actually a very interesting example because now to contradict you, Vaid, this yeah. is where aesthetic usability again comes in because the Lamborghini yeah. Countach, for example, or any Lamborghini, right. or, or the DeLorean, the GMC DeLorean, 
these are all yeah. very very beautiful cars that have t- yeah. terrible efficiency and mileage but because they're that beautiful yeah. uh but people, that's like luxury cars right? right like i'm talking about more like um yeah general exactly exactly your average citizen would use you're definitely right about it yes like definitely yeah. you want uh efficiency and you want your car to right. yeah. go the longest distance on one liter of petrol but yeah. there is a point in the scale where you go so beyond uh towards aesthetics or towards performance uh in the case of you know like a race car or, or a super high end sports car that efficiency right. ceases to matter anymore no one only cares about the efficiency I mean, yeah, like if if your if your functionality is zero you like you can't bring your aesthetic appeal just up to like 100 and expect to you got to take like 500 yeah. at that point yeah, yeah exactly exactly but, but at, at some point you will compensate this thing, like, you know it's enough, a, yeah. you got to see what you want uh but yeah definitely yeah. I, lo- i love in the new example of uh putting lipstick on a pig and really designing the yeah, pig yeah. itself yeah. uh but yeah that's that's design thinking which honestly i think is some of the most yeah. exciting stuff that's happening yeah. uh this is all the, the of design right now. yeah it's all the theoretical aspects done this is all the the vague like terms and just concepts that we yeah. spat out at you all of that is done um i think it made sense i think a lot of this makes sense but i feel yeah. like with most things actually uh, visualize examples. it actually realize how it works we need yeah. examples we need case Let's studies talk about some and big design things we have you know we have some, some really interesting ones things. lined yeah. up very readable uh, again i told you like you're going to look yeah, at these and we'll be like, oh, wait, we're going to we're going to bust some myths over here now we're going to expose the the, yeah. the 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 underlying secrets of the world and and why stuff yeah. happens and and now you're going right. <laughs> to know why certain things happen why certain things don't uh, yeah Um, I'm going to start with everyone's favorite or least favorite company yeah. depending on what side you on <laughs> Apple. Uh, Apple tell us about Apple, Apple. Actually. <laughs> uh yeah Apple the the tech giant twin dollar company Steve Jobs Apple. Um Apple's big focus has always been design. Like I would say since the beginning the reason Apple differentiated itself from other companies is a, a big part of that has been design. And I think Steve Jobs very... himself said that uh design is the mm-hmm. thing they focus on the most. Exactly. Did you say that? Wow. Okay. I did not know that. Really? Wow. Think, okay. Yeah. That's a quote. Yeah. Steve Jobs. Uh also, uh a very big fundamental thing that Steve Jobs again said was about the user experience. He said I want to make the best product for the user to experience, for the user to use right. actually. Apple spends painstakingly spends billions and billions in R&D just to make that user experience that much more seamless. You yeah. know, how like Apple stands times Uh, more than that back and now they're a trillion dollar company which again just goes to show how important design yeah how, how important design is exactly a thousand dollar stand which got memed uh, I think it was a couple of years ago for the, for the what's the big Apple display uh, is very expensive yes extraordinarily expensive ridiculously expensive yes yes I get all that but it's also an engineering marvel it's also very cool because you can move the entire display spin it turn it do whatever you want with one finger you can just touch it and it ought, like almost intuitively moves around right yeah. and and that's just futuristic at that point yeah it's almost like magic <laughs> it's like it's, it's yeah. like it knows what you're going to do with your with your hands uh yeah. but just just engineering that that small joint must have taken i don't know thousands of man hours across uh, across the entire company and billions in r&d but apple does that so you can do that with one finger uh as yeah. like you know it it works like that even all all apple macbooks from like the beginning have all been openable one finger like if you rest the laptop down and you use one finger to open it it will open and that again was a very that's conscious actually, choice from apple that's actually that's actually a, 
a major thing that you actually will realize if you go from a mm-hmm. MacBook to a Windows laptop. laptop. Right? No, yeah. No, yeah, because um, I was using a MacBook Air earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, super lightweight. Super. I think it was an older edition. Obviously, it was like I think the 2015 one. Yeah. Um, but it's still it was super thin, super like lightweight, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember, but I think it was 0.6 kg. I don't, I don't remember. Um, it's very very small. One, yeah. Yeah, it's very very light, right? And mm-hmm. like I have it in front of me, and obviously you have that little groove that where you like open it from, mm-hmm. right? The little cutout. I just, yeah. I just put my thumb there and I just raise my thumb and it, it yeah despite it, it being just, so light like the, the yeah. keyboard would never come up with it it would always go up in yeah, one exactly, sweet motion exactly. one finger that, like that's that. the thing that's the thing because the keyboard the keyboard right just the entire mm. lower half of the laptop stays like firmly planted on your table or like yeah. your bed or whatever it is it's just the lid just the screen that'll move up and now mm. um, I have another laptop and I'm using a Windows one now it's, it's a lot more heavy duty obviously like a lot more storage yeah. more RAM all of that but all of that has come with um, a like larger size. Like this one is, I think, two point three kgs. A lot heavier, mm-hmm. a lot like thicker. All of that. And here, I I need to actually use physically my, hold the like, keyboard down yeah, and yeah. pull it up. I need yeah, to like exactly. use my left hand to actually Same. hold the keyboard and then take my right hand and use the groove to open it up. Because otherwise, if I if I try with one, first of all, it might mm-hmm. not even uh, come apart, right? Like from the keyboard. Yeah. And even if it does, my entire keyboard is gonna go up with it, and then my laptop might fall, just, like, yeah. fall back. Yeah. So. <laughs> It's, it's, exactly, it's, it's, it's a very subtle difference all... that you wouldn't actually think about until you actually don't have. Like I never actually thought don't about have that, the but... one finger thing, and now yeah. I'm on this laptop. And then the, when I tried opening, the first thing I thought was I can't open. It was this the one thing. finger thing. It's it's just it's the yeah. convenience thing. You know, it's, it's what it's the small right. things that Apple does and spends yeah. money on. The hinge. Okay, this is hinge. this is great design uh, being transparent. Exactly, you never notice it happened. Uh, one of the earliest examples of of Apple design was that back in the day when you used to buy, I don't know, like a phone or some piece of tech that had batteries in it, whether there was a removable battery or not, they would always come in the box uncharged. You had to take it out and charge it for three hours before using it. Apple was the first company which decided to charge its products and then put it in the box. So whenever you opened an Apple box, there was always, the device was always charged and ready to use. So when you go to a store, all excited and stuff, and you come back with your brand new iPod or iPhone or MacBook, you don't have to wait for another three, four, five hours for it to charge. You can simply open the box and ready to go. And you can start using it and start enjoying all the Apple magic. Uh, And that's another example of deliberate design. Today you see any piece of tech that you buy will always be charged in the box. Yeah. yeah. And it's all part of the customer experience. Phone, watch, Kindle, anything that runs on Everything will always come It will come pre-charged at least like 60%-ish. Yeah. 60-70% easily. And again, and this is again, this is um, design being like, this is an example of design not being being transparent. About, yeah, not being being transparent and also not being about uh, aesthetics. So here it has nothing to do with how anything Mm -hmm. looks. It's Mm -hmm. just functionality and design. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Even though, like, talking about unboxing experience, right? Even the Apple boxes, if you ever unbox an iPhone, uh, yeah. there is a certain speed and a certain acceleration that the box opens at. And you can't change that. No matter what you do, how hard you pull, it's always going to open like that. And the way it opens is that you, you keep lifting the lid up, 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 and the box gently slides out. Now, that may seem like a, you know, random thing. Who cares about the box? It's, it's, it's a cardboard box. You know, it doesn't really matter. But that is, again specially engineered by apple and tested all those boxes in a factory are tested by robots multiple times to make sure they open that exact same way every single time and it's just to give you that beautiful you know smooth slow almost you know suspenseful unboxing experience when you open a new apple product 
and and it, it's so crazy to think of you know a robot that specifically makes cardboard boxes and then uh tests it out yeah. uh, but again that's that's the apple thing that's the design thing which you know elevates the brand and almost aura thinking. around it yeah. yeah yeah exactly which is all around it makes that experience that people want more of and they want to come back to uh this is yeah this one like ti- there's other like tiny details right if you can use mm-hmm. any apple device like whether it's a phone or it's laptop whether you're using iOS macOS whatever yeah. um you always look at like the icons right look at like your app icons they're always like rounded mm-hmm. they're always very soft and very like aesthetically pleasing yeah okay like Yeah and that's something you that's one of the more um like visible change like differences between like um mm-hmm. maybe like using a Mac or using a like Windows laptop right when using yeah. a Mac uh yeah sure you have like the default wallpapers which are mm-hmm. again super nice um you have like the ex- like you know short probably an iPhone short in 4K the yeah. landscape natural uh, scenes out of that those are pretty nice but if you look at look at the folder icon on a Mac right you have the blue folder mm-hmm. icon And has like those crowned edges. edges. It's, it's yeah. yeah it's, it's it's like this light blue color that's like really like visually yeah. appealing, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it looks good. Like it looks like non-threatening. Looks easy on the eye, and you can yeah. even the font. The font is really nice. You click on you click on the folder once. The way it pops up is nice. Like it doesn't it doesn't just appear, right? Mm-hmm. It, like uh, if you uh, click on Windows right now, right? Yeah. Yeah, and and the window, the, the window, yeah, it has sharp edges, and the window just like opens up in front. Like click on the my my yeah. file explorer, and it just opens. We look at the Mac. Like mm. it, it's it starts off really small and like it zooms in to fill your whole screen from there. Yeah, right? yeah. Again, I've been on a Windows computer right now, that. and and even the Windows, like the the Windows of the applications themselves, yeah, yeah. are very yeah. very you know sharp edges. The yeah, X, yeah, exactly. the square, the minus, all very straight lines. Uh, yeah, it's like, not very aesthetic. Yeah, like like the like the minimize and the windows and the the like mm. the close window button at the top right. Like the all these huge squares yeah. that occupy that entire like space over there. Mm-hmm. And on on the on the Mac you have these three tiny dots. You know, there's one like green circle, there's one yellow circle, one red circle. Then yeah. just like part it's of the window very, on the top very left. Very very soft. Very very soft. It's a very nice part of it. And that's like Isn't these the... like small details that make things like look mm-hmm. very different. Even the software updates from Apple, uh, you will never see yeah. Apple do like a major software overhaul. Like what's considered yeah. major for Apple software is not what's major in the software world. All Apple yeah, updates exactly. are always evolutionary rather than revolutionary. It's always yeah, they exactly. add small small things based on what you already know, and because of that, yeah. users are always very familiar with the operating system. No matter yeah. which version of iOS I go to, I'll always yeah. know what's going on. You know, some stuff that's new, exactly, some things, exactly. little things that are different, but the base of it is always the same throughout. And because of that, that creates familiarity, like we said, repetition almost, right? Yeah, it creates user yeah. habit, and the habit is very hard to break. And it, yeah. and it keeps people safe because there's no radical change happening around them. It's the same stuff they're used to, just a little bit newer with a little bit more. Yeah. And that I mean, if I'm makes that a good happy. balance between okay, yes, it's still safe and comfortable. You know how to use it. You mm-hmm. know what to do here. It's all like familiar. But also, we brought you new features. It's definitely an upgrade. There's a lot of new things, right? Yeah, so they've got a yeah. really good balance between the two, and that's why software updates on. Uh, Mac and iOS are so different. I feel like I feel like I think uh, Windows 11, right? It's just coming mm-hmm. out. I think Windows 11, they've started with um, rounded windows. Let me check that out. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think I, I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah. Windows 11, for example, which is the next iteration of Windows, is is, is yeah. a major uh, overhaul. You know, like even though the basic yeah. functionality is the same. Aesthetically, yeah. they have different colors. They have different windows. The the yeah, start they, thing they is in the, the center. Dog, 
yeah they moved yeah, the dock to the yeah center yeah exactly it's centered in the middle yeah there are certain yeah. different different things going on and i don't know maybe it could have been done in a smoother transition i guess apple would never do that apple would always like if they want if they had that as an aim and they wanted to reach there they would take like five different updates to get there i think but they would you know incrementally keep adding small small things till eventually yeah. you know it was a completely different software altogether but they would ease yeah. the use into the transition instead of you know just here we go new software it's completely different get used to it uh yeah. but yeah okay that's that's another apple we've done apple for so, so long yeah. but yeah apple does it really really well yeah. it's a, it's a that was the, that was the design company mm-hmm. that was the tech representation that we had to add for this episode because it's still because it's a steam podcast there's there's still yeah. sent <laughs> let's do a lot of but no <laughs> yeah no um, let's let's get to like other aspects right? we discussed apple and yes that's the yeah. more um tech side of design let's look at the mm. more like um traditional um like aspects mm-hmm. of life right the more, the more non technological side it's like grocery stores right supermarkets yeah where, where we would go to like get your food and look at the architecture there mm-hmm. this, is, this is this is so much more subtle than the design that you'd see on like Ooh. in uh, uh, in apple because yeah um, we're going to myth busting now <laughs> yeah we're going to myth busting because here when we talk about design we aren't talking about the logo of the um, you know the supermarket or <laughs> the font that they use the titles no 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 we're talking about how they actually designed like the architecture of it and how yeah. you don't notice any of these things but they all play a huge um, role in uh, <laughs> the way you behave at a grocery store and the amount of money you're making them right those are yeah. like some basic things um now you know that in the UK and in the US you drive on two different sides of the road right and like yeah. in India we drive like the same way as on the in left the UK which is on, on the left the side UK, of the road yeah yeah and in uh, in the US and in a lot of other countries they drive on the right and they this this the, the psychology of this has actually played a part in grocery stores where when you enter a store right if you're used to mm-hmm. the UK driving system right you will probably want to shop clockwise and what i mean by this is like if you It was if you just okay. visualize a store from like the top view of a store, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine the bottom left, you have an entrance. If you're from okay. the UK, chances are you will want to carry your shopping out in a clockwise direction. So you enter from the bottom left, and then the you go left, straight up. The bottom left, you right. go right. Yeah, exactly like that. And, and in the US, the opposite. You do, yeah, you yeah. yeah. In the US, you do it the other way, counterclockwise. So what what studies have actually shown that, for example, in the US, right, grocery stores that have a counterclockwise layout like where you enter at the bottom mm-hmm. right of the store and the checkout is at the bottom left those stores actually make more of profit because their customers can shop the way they want to where they enter from oh, the bottom wow. right go all the way across the store in a counterclockwise yeah. direction but you didn't know that <laughs> yeah i didn't know that's, that until that's new info yeah, yeah. <laughs> same same that's incredible yeah. so basically they've designed it in a way that maximizes profits even though that would not st- you know initially yeah. occur to you that like you wouldn't think of yeah. changing your layout to get more profit yeah and but it does and it actually works like studies have shown yeah. that like the statistics say that it works you make more profit mm-hmm. people stay in your store longer but that's not you it think there's, of, there's so much typically more, think of a so business as you know i have product you have money i give you product you give me money uh right. but it's more than that you know just the the way you deliver the product how you position them uh yeah. and the and the clockwise counterclockwise thing that could yeah. make a difference on how much product actually end up selling which is what's crazy yeah. uh but yeah even with the even with the contents of of the aisles and the grocery stores stuff like yeah. milk eggs meat 
that are you know the yeah. staples that people walk in to buy almost every single time are yeah. often very spread out so you know you'd have eggs in the starting of the maze <laughs> of, of, a, of a grocery store and you'd have milk like an extreme far end of it right yeah. and what that does is because if you've come in for eggs and milk you want eggs and milk so mm. they will make you walk a lot more than you would if milk and eggs were together you have to go from eggs to milk and on that yeah. way they're counting on the fact that there's something you know cool going on with the marketing there's some some you know yeah. new product that catches your eye and you end up buying that as well yeah and then like, it makes sense if you think about it like yeah sure yeah. you came there just to get milk and eggs right and mm-hmm. they could put it together but no if you put milk on one end of the store eggs on the other end you got to walk all the way around and as you, you're walking you're going to pass all mm-hmm. these aisles full of things that you didn't originally plan on buying right you didn't plan on buying these things but now they're looking mm-hmm. at them you're thinking you know since I'm here since it's just along the way I'm not going out of my way to get it I'm right here and yeah. like now I know they have this might as well get it right and then they're making you they're exposing you to a lot more of their um content a lot more of their um mm-hmm. the the uh, the products so that um that you you end up buying a lot more you end up spending a lot more that's what they mm. actually care about they actually end up spending a lot more it actually more works yeah then you it works even if you th- think about your experience in a, 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 a supermarket right? if even if you come with um like a mm. grocery list right you come thinking okay i'm going to buy this this and this you walk around you see something you like in your head you go okay yeah, but yeah, why not chips packet on like, the side i like the idea of that yeah uh, why, why not biscuits. right biscuits yeah pick pick it up pick it up <laughs> yeah and like at the um, end of it you think okay yeah, yeah i i got her, I, i got her, i came for i got her, i wanted but that's not what you what you wanted but that's not what you came for you came for like me two or three specific things you left to 10 so yeah. every time they're making you spend a lot more money don't get scam guys stay woke yeah <laughs> now yeah and now that you watch the fried circuit you know your way yeah, and <laughs> they do that Run in a lot straight close your eyes for blinders on go straight from the milk to the eggs yeah, yeah just items no 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 peripheral vision just go to the <laughs> no end no peripheral store. vision whatsoever yeah, yeah. and they, if you do they don't do it, just do it like opposite in the, in the store they do a lot of other things like they do um, mm-hmm. they put the, the the most like profitable not even most pro- not the most profitable just the most sold items right the ones that people mm. buy the most they put them in like the centers of aisles so while you're get, going there while you're going to the center to pick it up you're passing at least like half an aisle full of products mm-hmm. that you didn't plan on buying right yeah but Another now thing, you like, uh, kind of want them yeah or like cereals for example right mm-hmm. like uh, when you're looking at cereals on an aisle so you have like four different shelves of cereals they put the most profitable ones at eye level so you're looking right at it and thinking oh you know i could get this one and then then mm-hmm. the the shelf below that right which is actually where your child's eye level would be mm-hmm. that's where they put the more sugary cereals right the ones your child would like best mm-hmm. you to buy Yeah. yeah because those ones are also like and the kids like, throwing a tantrum to get the get the new sugary cereal now. Yeah. So like you if you go to a grocery store you might notice right in the four mm-hmm. like in the in the cereal section with the four shelves um the second shelf from the bottom that's the kids yeah. one that's where you'll find like the, the chocos and the fruity loops and the super sugary cereals. Mm-hmm. The th- the second one from the top which is like where your eye level will probably be there you'll find like the normal like kellogg's corn flakes right the ones yeah, that yeah the muesli yeah yeah they yeah. are like this 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 is refined and all mm-hmm. this is unhealthy and like refined but like the the, the the general ones are really profitable and then maybe at the top and bottom you'll find like the whole wheat stuff the organic stuff stuff that isn't like as um profitable as attractive right? to, to the them, one that yeah. they don't want you to actually that get. won't and be at eye level that won't be anyone's eye level yeah like, you exactly. need to really want to come over there for it to exactly free to buy it uh yeah Yeah that that's that's basically supermarkets and and grocery stores. Yeah, yeah. you never knew did you? <laughs> stay woke guys, stay woke. <laughs> Now you know. Kind of great to spend Now my money. Know. Now you know. Now you know the fried circuit 
we are essentially helping people save money now we yeah. are the reason that you have more yeah, cash yeah. money with you yeah. we um, help we help we helped you avoid scams with cryptocurrency we helped you not yeah. donate to like star citizen we told yeah, you we helped you like, card sign not follow ai as a buzzword around the internet yeah, and yeah, now we, we help you not follow the ai scams and now you're saving <laughs> yeah. money in the grocery store and we're doing but you know what free. what if you wanted to save even more money what other oh. place eats up money like like no other way <laughs> hmm. what place takes in billions of dollars of profit every day <laughs> yeah where where do uh, millions of dollars just like change hands every second yeah yeah i feel like uh, like a casino would be a good guess Ooh, where do you yes. come up with that from? Casino. <laughs> Completely wow. unresourced off the top of my head. Off the top of my head, which is so smart. Yeah, but, but no, <laughs> um, yeah, no. If yeah, you think about casinos, right? Casinos are just always about... wins. Don't get yeah. scammed. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't go there thinking you're gonna make like two million dollars in half an hour and just walk out and retire. Yeah. That's not gonna happen. That's right? not gonna happen. They're gonna even if you make two million, they're you're gonna make two million after going maybe ten million in debt and giving them eight. Right? That's <laughs> okay. what's gonna happen. Because yeah, it's, it's tragic. It's, see, like, the, the, the house like, always wins, and yeah. the reason is design. It's right. all yeah. about design. Yeah, and like uh, you think about casinos, right? They're just built around money, right? And mm-hmm. it's built around money, and like uh, like a business that's built around money will focus yeah. on maximizing those profits, and mm-hmm. they're, they're the ones who are actually gonna utilize design to the most, because like. They're the ones who care about the money the most. They're the ones yeah, who most care about money. Yeah, it's all subtle. They're going to utilize all of this right? stuff they do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, if you thought the grocery store stuff was a lot, this is way more. This is, like, this this is over the top. This is that yeah. turned up. Right? This is that on steroids. Um, so basically, I don't know. What happens in a casino? Right? What happens? What do they do? What are all these evil um, practices they do things, to like, take, you, take your money? Okay, yeah. I, I think about the casino experience, right? You walk in. What's the yeah. first thing? Like, like, you walk in from like outside. You're walking just... Walking like you know, I've never been shining, with, but 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 sure. I have never either. This is based on what I've movies and based on movies. movies. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, uh, if you imagine movies. it, right? If you know what yeah. casinos are like, based on movies or whatever, like, if you imagine you're just walking mm. outside on the sidewalk. It's all There's gold. Sun is shining. Gypsy. Everything's nice. Yeah. Everything's yeah. all nice and like quiet, peaceful. Maybe there's some traffic noise, but apart from that, not much. And then mm. you enter the casino, and like immediately, like everything is hit you once. Right? It's like sensory overload. Mm-hmm. There's like bright colors, these flashing lights. Loud music, it's people talking, people like yeah, excited about like winning money, losing money. People either like you know either like yeah they're, they're already happy about yeah. it, they're already angry. It's people walking around with food and there's like money here, and it's just like the whole environment, the environment takes you by surprise. Intoxicating, and, you know. You, yeah, you, you, it, yeah. you feel the vibe, and you're like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, it just makes you want to like blindly participate. You want to just go and be like, you know, I'm gonna participate in this. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna spend all this money here, right? Yeah. That's the first yeah. thing that hits you. It's what hits you like immediately because you're going it's such a sharp transition mm-hmm. from like whatever you know, was happening outside. Casinos have fake winners. Like again, it's just complete like what's it called? Uh, <laughs> deviations. It's a, yeah. It's a separate topic, but uh, again, part of the environment. Casinos often yeah. hire people who come over yeah. there with pre, you know, determined cards and predetermined odds, and and you know, yeah. it's, it's almost a rigged game where casinos make them win. You know where they'll yeah. they'll they'll win like a bunch of money and be like, yes, I won. Yeah. I'll scream loudly, tell everyone they won, right? Yeah, that's basically. It's not that will open other people. Exactly. That they can also win money. Exactly. You know that's possible. So people like, see it's that. Not just people see that losing. guy taking like two million dollars in chips from the table and and it's big winnings, and yeah. they're like, wow. If he wins, surely I can win. It's all, maybe the game was intrigued again. It's sort of what it's sort of what like influencers do with giveaways. Like donate five dollars to my Patreon, yeah. and the winner will win a hundred dollar gift card. 
and then the winner mm-hmm. happens to be like their cousin or someone like <laughs> their cousin or someone exactly that the person has not actually won the money it's the casino yeah, giving exactly. the same money to itself and then taking it back uh, yeah. but yeah they do that because it's sort of environment which makes you want to gamble uh, yeah, and go oh. beyond whatever you even plan to gamble but that's yeah. not it you know it, go, it goes further uh, yeah. yeah what's next with yeah so you you walk in and there's a sensory mm-hmm. overload this everything is hitting you at once and um yeah you start gambling but the thing is they don't want you to start gambling because like yes you can start gambling you can spend money they want you to stay there and just keep spending money and just not leave right <laughs> and to do this they do a few different things one is um they don't have any clocks like, sure if you have a watch that's good for you because you don't yeah. have any clocks so they make sure that at, at no point during your game will you look <laughs> up and look at a clock and go okay it's 6:30 i need to leave an hour ago i need to go now right yeah. no clocks also no windows casinos don't have mm. windows because uh, if you enter if, yeah right, exactly if you walk in at 2 pm right when the sun is shining mm. when it's like 6 pm the sun is setting like you will know if there's a wind like yeah. if there's windows you will know that, okay fine it's time to leave it's getting late yeah they have no windows so there's no source of natural light except for the entrance and that basically mm. like it, it lets you believe that you know time isn't running out time is just there yeah, i mean stay you here lose, so basically lose track of time you don't know how the sun's going yeah. what time of day it is or is day night whatever yeah, exactly. it is there's no clocks so you have no idea you know how much time you spent over there yeah. uh it's even, almost like being in a trance yeah. uh yeah. even you know, even the like, entrance even the entrance to the casino is mm-hmm. obviously they they make it like really like heavily tinted so yeah, um, yeah very heavy doors almost opaque Uh, yeah, exactly. They don't open all the time. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Like w- once you're inside, like the entire mm. outside world is shut out. It's just you in the casino. It's you in the casino and 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 the and the poker game at the table. Yeah. Uh, you know, even the even the carpets of the casino are are horribly designed, which is yeah. important because they have vibrant colors that are, don't match at all. That are so visually, you know, distorted and so visually disgusting to look at that yeah. you never look at the carpet. Yeah, it's that's, all, that's like, not design. That's made for purpose. They're they're not messing around. Yeah, it's I use the bad design to, to create good design. Yeah, it's bad design to make you get influenced by their good design to participate yeah. in their game. Right, because you're looking at the right. carpet and you're thinking, okay, these are very like over the top design. They're super like, like contrasting colors that don't like work yeah. together. Like they're just like it's gaudy. So much. It's like you don't want to look up. It's yeah, it's too gaudy. And you look up. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to look at that. And then you look up and then. Trying to use the stable. Look up with the blackjack. Also, it's a roulette game, and and that essentially keeps you focused on the game rather than focused on anything else. Uh, it also hel- helps, like, uh, like hide, you know, like spills and stains and stuff. So it lets you yeah. like stick to this illusion that the casino is just this perfect place where everything is always fun. <laughs> you have like food, you have drinks, you have like uh, gambling, like everything is just yeah. um, happening really well. And like the act of this, like, yeah. Add to this, like to add to this whole perfect fantasy thing. Any mm-hmm. spills, right? Like you spilling your drink, or like you like dropping a plate, breaking a glass, whatever. Like every mm-hmm. like, again, I've I've been in a casino. This is just based on movies. This is based, <laughs> based on like on people's experience. <laughs> no, based, also based on like yeah. people's actual experiences that I've yeah, read about. We researched this. So people, people, yeah, people. Yeah, this is this is all this is all yeah. this is all real. Yeah, but um, usually you will have like someone come instantly, just let this materialize, clean it up, and go back. And again, it's 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 them. Or letting you believe that this is um, a perfect place where outside rules don't apply. You break something, the outside mm. world is broken. You need to come clean it up, all of that. In the casino, yeah. no, it's fine. You drop something, spill something, everything's fine. You just need to focus on eating, drinking, and having fun by spending yeah. money. 
Exactly. Yeah. Even the eating, eating and the drinking, you know, uh, it's it's very yeah. cheap. Like food and and drinks in the casino are extremely extremely cheap, and it's, yeah. it's so that you go over there and spend more. So that you know you buy like ten burgers and and then fifteen pizzas because you can, uh, and you know just keep eating more and more, and that essentially builds on for the for the casino's food revenue. Uh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but you know like food revenue, right? Um, in casinos, uh, it's not just for the food revenue. It's also because, like, because it's so cheap, right? You, you, yeah, you fill up on the food. You'll drink a lot of alcohol. That alcohol mm-hmm. is gonna lead to you making bad decisions, right? You're gonna get drunk. Yeah. You're gonna gamble more. All of that's gonna happen. And the food, the food is again, it's it's the whole time thing, right? They want you to mm-hmm. uh, lose track of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They, they 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 want you to think, okay, it's hungry. How long has it been since I eat? And then look and go, oh, I haven't eaten yeah, since no. lunch, you're and it's now eating. midnight. Yeah, you're, you're, you're always drinking all the time. Like any any need you have is being satisfied mm-hmm. in the casino. So at no point do you think I've been here for too long. Something is wrong, right? Yeah, it's it's also it's also crazy how uh, they actually use oxygen tanks and and the the yeah, air in the do. casino has more oxygen than usual because it keeps you al- uh, keeps you awake and refreshed for longer. You know, it makes you think. You know, uh, I'm I'm fresh. I'm not tired at all. I haven't spent any time here again. You know, I just came in. I'm some. You know, I'm not tired at all. And and yeah, that's again part of you know keeping you there and keeping you yeah. going. Because if you, uh, if you look at the if you look at the signs, the signs behind yawns, right? Yawns, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they are an indicator of um like you being sleepy. But it's not it's not just you being sleepy. It's not directly related to that. It's actually more about tiredness due to a lack of oxygen. So a yawn is basically like your body's like. Emergency like alarm that you know like takes this huge like intake of air, intake mm-hmm. of oxygen, right? And yeah. uh, that's what you're on is, and that's how it, it helps you stay awake longer because you just got you just replenished your oxygen. But mm-hmm. in a, in in the casino, they make sure that they have like extra oxygen being pumped in, um, so that you don't actually feel that tiredness, you don't actually feel yeah. that fatigue, that exhaustion, and you feel you're just fine, you're not sleepy at all, not yawning, none of that. Like you feel yeah. great and. Like you haven't been there uh, I think, I think lastly and, and the most important feature of, of a casino is the fact that have you ever noticed you never <coughs> actually use real money like you walk in with real yeah. money you walk out with real money but when you're yeah. gambling you use chips which are designed yeah. by the casino which you have to buy and then trade in uh, for yeah. real money that also is on design it's because when you have chips you lose track of real money you know if I put yeah. a 2000 rupee note down on the table I know yeah. it's a 2000 rupee note but a chip yeah, like I know it, I'm it losing like I'm toy. gambling 2000 away yeah but exactly like, if I, if a, I, a, a chip toy, that symbolizes you know, 2000 it's, rupees it's, then it's like, a game almost a and, and yeah. that makes you lose track of, of how much yeah. money you're spending and how much money you're losing how much money you're winning uh, it yeah. gamifies the entire thing where even like uh, yeah even like yeah, casino cards really right mm-hmm. like some some like games in the casino maybe the slot machine maybe mm-hmm. some or other stuff a lot of casino games actually uh, utilize casino cards where you load up some money on it and you keep like yeah. using it you swiping your card swiping the card swiping the card and mm-hmm. um, at the end it'll print out a ticket with uh, your remaining balance and that's that's the only time you actually realize okay Just how much money you spent, spent. Cards. All right, right. Yeah. yeah. and also like the fact that you're putting it on the card makes it seem mm-hmm. like you're not actually spending money because if I if I put $50,000 on the card um, what I'm seeing is $50,000 is going from my bank account like onto that card, right? So mm-hmm. that money is already gone. What I fail to consider is that if I just save the money, I don't spend recklessly. Can I can transfer it back. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But you don't think it's making you seem uh, it's making you because because it's putting a card in the middle, right? It's putting the card in the middle of like you taking money from your bank account and you spending money on the yeah. game. It's putting the card in the middle. 
So you're thinking that money is going from this game card. It's not actually going from my bank account. But it actually mm-hmm. is. You're losing money because of that. Exactly. And you know, this is again all on design. You know, it's, it's small, subtle things like that that, that make casinos a profitable business. It's the reason why the house always wins. Uh, yeah. And it's all design. There's nothing else to it. It's just simply... Yeah, it's not a fluke. Thinking, they know, make sure they all... Human behavior. How do we influence that? How do we... Yeah. Uh, how do we change stuff around? Uh, and that's why design is so influential. And that's why design is, is there everywhere. You look around you, you're going to find design everywhere. Everything yep. is on purpose. Nothing is an accident. You know, <laughs> we talked about car shapes and performance with in the, in the cars episode. But, uh, you know, we want to take this design episode further and show just how everywhere design is just as influential. In function, yeah. in aesthetics, in, in business, in, in uh, technology, everywhere. It's just, right. you know, all-encompassing thing. And uh, it's so effective. It's so effective. It's not just it's so tiny yeah. changes that don't really mean much. Don't they, go to they have huge guys. outcomes. Yeah, you go take a <laughs> watch with you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> take a watch with you, use cash. Do use jacks. cash as much as possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Set, like, alarms but, and stuff every few, like, yeah, put alarms, know, maybe half uh, an hour, whatever. People generally do put alarms in casinos. It's a very useful, like, a life hack kind of a thing. Yeah. Uh, be very mindful how much you're spending uh, because these places are designed to uh, yeah. take your money. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, hopefully That's this episode you found that done. useful <laughs> and interesting. Uh, hardest one yet, but also uh, like very also useful, I feel. Very interesting. Honestly, I, I've, I didn't know half the stuff before doing this episode. Same, yeah, I didn't know a lot of this. Uh, but yeah, I, I learned know. so much uh, across the and it's all useful information stuff you can use in your day to day life yeah yeah also I think the most practical episode we've done so far yeah we had lots of examples case studies going on and and Buri talked about you know a lot of because not real life things that you would see around you that fluent with technology but everyone has these experiences everyone everyone knows design everyone's experienced uh, or been you know I don't know what's the word for it everyone has been in touch with design in some way yeah anyway yeah that's it uh, that's the yeah, design that's episode. episode tell us how yeah. you like it um, yeah, yeah leave a comment we, tell us if leave a comment and tricks share, useful. subscribe like <laughs> yeah always just keep coming uh, back tell your friends about it and yeah just keep watching yep and we'll right? see you next like, episode like share and subscribe we'll see Peace. you next episode bye yeah.